Welcome to the Factory Founder Podcast. Today, we have Ella Penovich from Powered by People. So, Powered by People, such an evocative name. Tell us what it means and, and how it came about. There is actually a lot of meaning in our name as a company. Powered by People really is, is meant to be this convergence of technology that powered by, that you see powered by Amazon, powered by Google. And we really looked at it in a different way. We bring technology to empower and power people and the other way around, that we are ultimately enabling people and, and sort of the interactions and the incredible value that people bring to the equation, we really try to elevate their work through technology. So we look at not how does technology displace humans and sort of my world of automation and manufacturing and architecture in my in my background, but how does technology actually improve productivity and create more inclusion for marginalized communities to be able to access new work opportunities and, and economic progress. So in the way that we interpret Powered by People in our company, we really do believe that people are what power us, whether it's our customers, whether it's our employees, or whether it's our, our clients or retailers. We really understand that it is the DNA of our company, whether it's the creativity, it's the empathy that we get from people that really drives an incredible product and service and, and ultimately I think makes us all better. So we believe that Powered by People is a really great way of life, not just a name for our company. I absolutely love that. And PBP, is that an abbreviation we can use? Yes, we can use PBP. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say Powered by People the whole time. That's fine. <laughs> so Ella, you've kind of you know hinted at what's important to you guys and, and some of the values of the company. But just to set the say, stage for everybody listening, can you give us the elevator pitch for what PBP does? Powered by People is a business-to-business -business wholesale marketplace. And we're really focused on the 1 million independent retail brands from around the world. And we currently represent 54 different countries from around the world today, selling into the mainstream North American retail market and hopefully soon Europe. So that is Powered by People. We are a digital platform for global makers around the world. And there's quite a lot in that. I mean, with a with a marketplace, there are obviously a, a number of players and, and stakeholders. Can you break down the different players in the ecosystem that you're servicing and, and what particular problems you're solving for each of those groups? Powered by People is really focused on our maker community. I think it is our unique supply that makes us a very differentiated offering within mainstream retail today. So our primary customer is actually our makers from around the world. We currently represent 1,400 makers from over 54 countries today, and that's across Africa, across Asia, as well as Central and South America, even parts of Eastern Europe as well. What we see as sort of our primary customer is ultimately independent brands as well as creative manufacturers. So anyone who is producing a ready-made product that's selling into retail today, we like it to be at the packaged levels. So the most value can be captured in the local market and economy where we work. We then sell that into the North American retail market, and that includes big retailers like West Elm, who's a large client of ours. We've just launched a large partnership with them on their website, which actually features two dozen of our maker makers from around the world. And we also have tens of thousands of independent retailers that we sell into kind of across the board. And I think the one thing that really differentiates our platform is the fact that we have curated for 
verified quality product and, and producers and makers that come with a set of values. So when retailers come to Powered by People, they know that they're getting value. They know that they're getting a guarantee that there is a level of verification on that quality, but also the purpose. Is this product uh, a values-driven product? Is it driven by the fact that it has sustainability values? It has unique product innovation or it's a women-led business. We're able to feature that and actually put those at the forefront of the platform and make sure that that's that is really our guarantee to our retailers as well. So we have a number of different players in there. We also work with financial organizations that want to provide financial access to the sector. And, and ultimately, as a technology player ourselves, we're able to bring that together through our platform into one marketplace solution. So, I mean, you touched on it there, but you know, what in your mind is changing about the world and the, the modern consumer and their preferences that means now is the right time? We see Powered by People really at the convergence of two major trends in retail today. You have, on one hand, the conscious consumerism movement, which is largely driven by climate action being a large talking point. So sustainable supply chains is a really important narrative as a part of that. You also see just an educational level within consumers today that they understand the value, that they want to make sure that the products that they buy align to their values, that it's good on the people and the planet that are making that product. On the other hand, we have the, the big trend of digitalization in the market. And we're seeing digital marketplaces, which Powered by People is one, really accelerating our, our growth at this time over the last really two years when it's getting really expensive for independent brands to access international markets. The biggest challenge that we find with our independent brands is as much as they warrant the good price points, they have the capacity, they have the quality. Oftentimes it is in their ability to be discovered within the international retail market. It's their ability to access cash flow to take on bigger orders um, and also standardization of digital information. And digital marketplaces like Powered by People, we provide that in a really cost-efficient way. So you're not having to go out and acquire buyers and new market access through, let's say, Facebook ads or Instagram ads, which have become really exorbitantly expensive for independent brands, they're able to do that through joining a collective effectively of other like-minded brands where when one brand is attracting in a qualified retailer, that retailer might find other brands like them through our platform. And similarly, we hope that there becomes this great reinforcing quality that, that supports the entire community. I'm really fascinated by the the kind of brands that you work with and the the artisans. What is a, a kind of typical profile, you know, of that side of the marketplace? You know, who are these artisans or these makers? You know, what is their relationship to the brand that you then work directly with on on your marketplace? And yeah, I guess, you know, what is the solution to those particular people? I imagine that, you know, now coming onto a marketplace, you know, getting access to these retail buyers and different parts of the world and, you know, Western markets is maybe something quite different from the norm. Who are these people and and kind of how does your solution empower them? Well, I, I like to start with my own story to answer who do we represent, who are the, the main beneficiaries of our platform. And again, we are a maker-facing platform. We focus on independent brands. We focus on small batch manufacturing. Those brands today are what I was in building my own brand, shopsoko.com, in Kenya over my first seven years living here. 
we, again, we were really good at product development. We had a beautiful product. It was priced well. It sold into the market. But we quickly learned we had to not only be really focused on product development, we had to be good at sales and marketing. We had to be good at logistics. We had to be our own financiers. And as a brand, we were supporting an entire network of 2,500 independent artisans that were also part of our community. And that's really what brands, they have a lot to offer. They are this really great opportunity for economic empowerment within their communities. They employ mostly women. 80% of our community is actually women-owned businesses. So it's a really unique and rich community brands that, that we represent. And again, they have the capacity to grow into, you know, three, four times the volume that they're currently doing within their brands, given access to market and given financial access. And so we see there's so much potential that's really untapped. This is a sector that's actually a trillion dollar market opportunity today. There's an estimated 100 million independent brands from around the world. But like my brand, the biggest challenge is you kind of have to create your entire ecosystem. You're not only really good at the product development, but you have to be good at the financing, the logistics, and also the sales. And so we said, what are the common denominators? These artisans from around the world, these brands from around the world have way more in common than they have apart. And that's, they all want to grow their business. They all want market access. They all want financial access. If they can get a big order, they then need the cash flow support. They're currently waiting to be paid by one order to take on the next. If they had financial cash flow, they could quadruple their orders overnight. And ultimately, there's a level of standardization that digitalization can bring that allows us to have shared backend systems. And that's actually another thing that, that Powered by People currently serves. But the key here is, is really that, like my brand, many of these independent brands from around the world, they really are looking for not to reinvent the wheel. How do we create a platform? How do we join a community in which these shared challenges of really three core values, market access, financial access, and digital tools can actually be you know, more efficiently offered through a platform rather than us each building them independently and be you know, becoming kind of ecosystem builders in our own right, every single location and every single brand. And so Powered by People is really that platform, that marketplace solution that brings everyone together so that we can have a little bit more collective bargaining, we can have a little bit more collective support in, in bringing in visibility for these incredible brands from around the world. One example that comes to mind is I think there's an incredible artist here in Kenya called Lulu Kitololo, and she has her own graphic design brand. Really beautiful stuff. She is, you know, top notch in her quality, in her, you know, craft, in her craftsmanship. She's an artist and she's a really savvy businesswoman. And she has been able to take on, you know, really large orders through Powered by People, given, you know, introductions for her. It was an introduction into Cost Plus World Market. She's now selling across. 258 doors in the US across that organization. And again, she has, she is a, a local grown Kenyan brand. And I think it's incredible that she's getting this visibility, which hopefully will bring her more orders in the future. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's an incredible example. So am I right in thinking that along with the marketplace, there is a, a suite of digital tools, if you like, that are empowering these these brands to, to manage their orders you know, have that kind of track and trace component to it. And what kind of are the average order sizes? Does it require these brands to to ramp up their capability significantly to meet these larger orders? Right now, Powered by People, we recruit through our network. So we have been in the space. I've built my own brand. My uh, co-founders, Hedvig and Allison, have also built brands. 
we have very deep networks, whether it's other brands that we've met at trade shows or at, at other events. We also work through local associations, through local educational partners that maybe have done upskilling or business development skills. Those become kind of feeder programs for us. That said, we, we've really focused on export ready makers. So to get to your question, Paula, it is a matter of us finding brands that already have shown and demonstrated capability of quality. They can produce multiples of a product and it's a product that's well-priced for the international market and they have the capacity to fulfill orders in a timely manner for the market. That I think is a really important piece of what we do because they, again, employ many others within their community. And we believe that to scale them up, we want them to be ready to take on two, three times the the order volume that they may have had prior to joining Powered by People. That is really our promise to them is that we're going to continue to grow their business and introduce them into new clients and new opportunities. So on the, the retailer side then, what has adoption been like, you know, for them? I don't know. I'm not quite close to, to kind of the retail retail market and how it works in terms of buyers, but have they adopted this kind of marketplace, you know, tool to interact with brands abroad? Or ha- yeah, have there been any challenges around adoption on that front if they're kind of used to a very human element? Bigger retailers are looking for a number of things. Discovery is always something that all retailers are looking for. We've largely focused on kind of the specialty retail into kind of the slightly larger retail clients as well as independents, but those that have the same values and sort of sorting mechanisms that we use for verification and quality on our side. Independent brands are really one of the fastest growing retail segments. They're growing at, you know, it's it's a trillion dollar market, you know, considered to be a trillion dollar market by next year. It's growing at 20 to 30% year over year compared to mainstream retail and two and 3%. And the reason is, is because this is what customers are asking for. So there's actually quite a bit of consumer pressure for retailers to find new sources, more diversified sources, more values-driven product to enter into their retail environments. Retailers can't buy off catalog anymore, or it's going to be on Amazon. So they're looking for new sources of product. That has been difficult for them to do. They have not found platforms like Powered by People. We've actually had retailers that have been literally in tears by what we have brought to them as far as a presentation of the scale, the scope, the magnitude, and the alignment of sustainable sourcing that we have brought to some of these retailer teams that understand that this is a really fast-growing consumer trend, but also a big part of their corporate agenda. So with mid-tier special retail and also larger retail, we found a lot of success and have a lot of substantial partnerships that are also coming online right now of big retailers with multiple doors and even online experiences that have been looking for powered by people. And it's very much about narrative and content-driven commerce. And I think that actually independent brands globally are really uniquely positioned to serve this new trend because by nature they are ethical. They also have incredible sort of rich stories and have the ability for verification on the sustainability front. And so we really see our job as just presenting it. It's frankly one of the easiest sells I've ever had within retail. And even though the market, frankly, has been shrinking this year, I'd say that's one of the biggest challenges is just generally with wars around the world and (laughs) recessions and and, in retail, let me tell you, we are still continuing to grow. And and we've had about 500% growth year over year within Powered by People. So as much as the market has softened, the demand that consumers have for story-led, rich, 
sustainably sourced products from independent brands around the world continues to grow. And we're really excited to be really kind of the only source for mainstream retailer who is looking for a standardized way and a guaranteed way to interact and buy from independent brands from around the world. The the key with bigger retailers, though, is that they're looking for compliance. There's a lot of vendor compliance requirements that bigger retailers are looking for. And so we do match those bigger retailers with makers that fit those criteria, that have the capacity, the quality, can do the multiples, can fill in the timelines, but ultimately do have all of that together, which is really required for us to comply to the really strict and stringent, even sustainability requirements that a lot of these bigger retailers have. And they can verify that. I think there's a whole cumbersome process that many vendors have to go through in order to join these larger retailers. We kind of take that need away. So we actually partner with bigger retailers as their vendor on record, and then we give them access rather than having to do this with 700 brands, they can then have access through Powered by People with one account to 700 brands worth of product. So that's really our, our, our value proposition to bigger retailers is really the verification, the supply chain sustainability standards that we bring within our vendor onboarding and our basically our, our verification and, and due diligence process in bringing on vendors and having that curated element to everything we do. Once they're on the platform, all retailers know that. They know that there's a certain standard and quality that we bring. And so then they're looking for discovery. They're just looking for new brands that have beautiful product that represent kind of the price point and aesthetic of their consumer. And they can purchase with trust and understand that all these products align to those values that, that we have. And then on the back end of that, we facilitate all the order management for a lot of these bigger retailers that otherwise would have to worry about international logistics, international payments, and again, quality control. Powered by People buffers a lot of that interaction with vendors from around the world so that there's a bit more of a standardization in that process and frankly builds trust with retailers so that they continue to come back because it's an easy process and they know that they can trust that, that we're adhering to a certain standard that they require. And would a lot of these brands, I mean, just thinking about, you know, the value chain of getting it from these artisans, you know, to these specific retailers, is it priced as almost a premium product or are these kind of, you know, reasonably priced for your end consumer who's who's kind of looking to buy into the mission? It's a range. We cover all consumers, I would say. That said, you know, we have anything from small craft gift items all the way up to large furniture pieces. Our product in general, if you go onto our website, is curated for at least, I would say, a brand curation and something that we know will sell into the North American retail market. So there is an element of quality, consistency, and frankly, just from our merchandising team, an element of curation that does fit with what we believe is a a match to what North American and European retailer are looking for. Some would say that that is a little bit more of a premium product. It is not luxury, though. This is product that we believe should be in every household, should really be a price point that's fit for mainstream retail. And we continue to find partners all the way from Cosmos World Market, even Home Goods, part of the TJ Maxx family, which are both discount retailers, find a large assortment of products through our platform, as well as the West Elms, which are considered more of a premium price point and a number of other big retailers that we're bringing on as well. And how difficult is it to acquire more artisans? I know, remind me how many how many countries you guys have kind of brands in. 
But yeah, how, what is that process like to acquire more people to kind of feed this insatiable demand for these kind of creative artisan products? We have not spent a dime on maker and brand acquisition to date. So I actually think that just goes to the testament that there's a real big need and push for independent brands who are looking for more cost-efficient ways to find retailers. We provide free digital tools so that they can start to list their businesses online. That's a huge draw. That's a huge benefit to these organizations as well. We then, of course, curate based on you know the, the criteria we've given around values. As far as you know, the, the number of them, there are so many more that we can reach and so many more that we think can be really selling into the North American retail market. We currently represent 1,400 brands actually that are on our platform from over 54 countries globally. And that is again across Africa, that's across Asia, Central and South America, as well as Eastern Europe, even in the US and Canada, independent brands that align to our values. So retailers know when they're coming onto our website that they are getting all of the the values alignment as well as a quality alignment that they would expect. And as far as the brands are concerned, they want to be put into this more aspirational curation and network of other like-minded brands. They don't want to be diluted by mass production. They don't want to be diluted by other brands that maybe are also, you know, there's a lot of repetition and and sort of, you know, other products that are maybe trying to do something similar, but maybe at the not the same quality. So we really do kind of look for those that have what we consider to be that that premium edge in either design, brand management, quality, that they can sort of fit what we believe to be an export-ready product. And I have to ask this, logistics, how much of a challenge has it been and how are you currently solving for this? Well, from a maker perspective, unfortunately, we don't take a ton of that off of our makers. They largely were just kind of meeting status quo. So I wouldn't say that we are more expensive than the alternatives out there, but makers are largely facilitating this themselves. In certain markets, we do have relationships with retailers where we reach a certain volume. We can start to kind of benefit makers in certain hubs that, that we find a lot of volume. That said, you know, I think from a retailer perspective, what's interesting is that this product being sold from the country of origin, as much as it's a retail ready product, and it has a, you know, a a healthy price point and benefit to the local sort of artisan brand. What we found actually is that is cheaper because it's not being warehoused, it's not being double shipped internationally into a large warehouse stored and then shipped again to the final destination. And so we are able to be pretty price competitive on shipping, even though we don't currently have an aggregation of of kind of shipping solution for for a number of our makers to date. So it is a big consideration. How do we actually use the collective scale of our community to bring down the price for all of the participants in the community, or at least within certain hubs and regions. And it's something that we're actively looking to develop over the next year. So we would love to, you know, anchor on some of our bigger makers that are doing pretty large volume. How do we bring others within their network and and community to sort of sit on their rails and benefit each other through the price points on, on the shipping? But largely, retail is looking for more diversification in their supply chains as well. There's a lot of restrictions and new sanctions that are being put on primary markets. Even you look at the relationship with China is not incredibly great with the U.S. right now. And so retailers are recognizing after the disaster of the logistics and sort of backlog and ports that was seen last Christmas, where product didn't arrive until January, 
there's an inventory bloat, like there's a lot of challenges in logistics. And actually our product arrived on time, our product, because it's small batch, it's mostly air freight, and it's coming from diverse locations, we're able to actually de-risk logistics largely for a number of bigger retailers who may have kind of over-invested in certain regions and over-invested on mass production and large-scale logistics solutions that have not delivered in recent times. So we see ourselves as actually a really great partner to big retailers, as well as we're going to continue to develop more cost-efficient ways of solving for international logistics for local independent brands. So what is next for PBP? What is your vision? What does success mean to you in the next couple of years? Powered by People is really, I, I believe, just getting started. Today, we have you know 1,400 brands on our platform. Once we get to 3,500, and we are well on our way to doing that, we will have about a billion dollars of transaction volume actually running through our network. Powered by People's role is really how do we become the platform that helps to organize, standardize, and help facilitate additional scale for this community. And I think that's really where we see bringing together all of our tools, be it the marketplace, be it our financial product, and be it our digital solution together into really an operating system and marketplace that brands can use as their own channels as a way to bring down costs of of operations because of the digital tools, but also open up new market opportunities for them. And we see ourselves as being in a really great position to help brands to scale their businesses in a really substantial and meaningful capacity in the next even year. And so, yeah, continue to watch us. We are very actively joining a number of big partnerships. We've also just secured additional equity investment into the business and we're looking to scale. So hopefully you'll hear more news about Powered by People soon. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Ella. Maybe one last question, seeing as it's been such a a strong kind of theme running through this discussion, which is you're building, you know, a very strong commercial business that is driving returns in a market that is growing. On the other hand, there's this huge kind of impact, if you will, component of of working with these these groups or these communities that now have access to to grow their businesses. You know, oftentimes, you know, women working in these communities. So I'd really be interested in your views in terms of this relationship between impact and, you know, a commercial business. I know a lot of people think that you you can't do both. And I think a lot of the, the business models in retail and, you know, maybe some of your kind of indirect competitors, as it were, you know, pull these two things apart. So I'd be curious on, on your view on, on how these interact. Powered by people and in any business I've built, I really do believe that the more that you can align your impact and frankly, your purpose in, in existing to your business proposition, the better off you are because there's no real conflict in those things. And I think actually retail is uniquely positioned to solve for some of these really interesting systemic challenges, as you mentioned, economic empowerment, financial inclusion, sustainability in supply chains, and yet even bridges all the way to consumers to educate consumers on the narrative of how their individual dollar has the power to really change these large systems. And I think we we are able to actually bridge those worlds in a way that a lot of other industries aren't. Therefore, I think actually our impact narrative and what we do on the ground and creating systemic change actually is very much expressed in our brand and the way that we curate Powered by People and the brands that we represent as stories. And that is a consumer narrative for what is actually 
you know, the impact and the big change that we are implementing. So I actually think inside our organization, these things are very well aligned. And the bigger and the more successful we can be on our marketplace, the more impact that we will generate. And those things are very directly aligned to each other. As far as our sector, I think one of the things that I, I definitely want to get across is that we are largely working in a, in a community that is, as I mentioned, mostly women. It's a very diverse community from around the world that has way more in common than they have apart. They are mostly rural. It's a lot of youth as well. And it's a sector that has the potential to really transform and change what the future of retail looks like. And as someone who's been a female entrepreneur myself, I know the incredible ingenuity, creativity that's brought by, by other women entrepreneurs on our platform. And I'm personally just really motivated and excited to see them succeed. Because I know that when you put the dollar into the head of a woman around the world, the level of multiple impact that you get investing in their community, hiring more individuals, investing in children, making sure that the, the children are, are clothed, they have an education, all that becomes incredibly impactful and kind of the, the multiples by empowering women-owned businesses around the world. And yeah, I feel very grateful to be in a position to sort of use my skills of systems design and technology empowered by people's incredible ability to, to bring this together into a platform to, to have such substantial impact in the world. And I just think it's good business. Ella, I think it's an incredibly inspiring what you've built here. And we, we certainly are looking to see your your success grow and multiply and to go with you on this journey of of kind of being a a conscious customer and spending our, our money wisely so thank you so much thank you this is the factory building in africa elo penovich has been the founder on this show thank you for joining us <laughs>